Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Comdex, democratizing finance. Comdex stands for Commodities Dex. Comdex is providing seamless access to global assets and liquidity. Utilizing their synthetics protocol, you can unlock access to a vast set of commodity debt assets, liquidity, and making the flow of capital from DeFi to CeFi seamless. You can utilize their enterprise trading for ownership of physical commodities built on the persistence SDK. For more information, go to comdex.one. Again, that's comdex.one. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a special guest all the way out in Bangalore, India, working on a really cool project in the DeFi space. We have Abhishek with Comdex. How are you doing today? Doing great, Richard. Thank you for having me here. It's really nice, uh, nice of you to, you know, uh, cover us. That's fun. No doubt, man. Well, eager to learn more about Comdex. But before we do want to learn more about you and your background, can you give some background on yourself? Sure. Guys, I'm Abhishek. Uh, you know, I'm an engineer by trade. Uh, I've been in the crypto space in 2013. I started with uh, just uh, moving around Bitcoin talks and, you know, had my own Ethereum mining rig as well. So I was an Ethereum miner for a very long time. And then, you know, from a career perspective, moved into e-commerce, you know, had a couple of US clients which I worked with. And then finally took the plunge in, you know, doing building a project full time in 2019. I was externally supporting Comdex earlier on, but then... Uh, started in 2019 as the CTO for Comdex. And uh, in the beginning of this year, when we started building the synthetics protocol for Comdex, so, you know, took over as the CEO and now here I am. Wow. Talk about a absolute journey to getting to where you are, right? So working in the e-commerce space as a developer all the way into becoming a CTO and then evolving into a CEO is quite the journey. But, you know, what was that first introduction to the crypto space in the first place? Uh, in, in the first place, I think in 2013, right, we were just uh, looking uh, out of curiosity. I remember I was back in college, you know, in computer science was another subject, and I was just, uh, you know, finding uh, what is this BTC, how, how does blockchain work. And then back then, there were so many BTC casinos, you know, was just seeing how, how that thing works, how, how do they make it truly fair. Of course, back then, I didn't know it'll, uh, you know, we'll reach here. But then it was so interesting, and, you know, it caught my interest. Then slowly, when I when, when Ethereum got launched, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, gaming PCs, building hardware. So I started uh, building a mining rig as a hobby, but then that became like a very big hobby in general and built a very, very big mining rig. It's a start of interest. I think, you know, I can't really put a date to it. You know, this is why I'm into it. But then it just happened to me, I believe. It's really cool that you've been in the space for around eight years or so, just knowing about it and then finding ways to get involved. I know you said Ethereum was your first kind of dive into really getting deeper into it, but even just seeing how much the space has evolved since when you first got in, I'm sure it's been its own journey, but kind of talk to us about why would you leave e-commerce and kind of go more into the crypto space? What was it about Comdex that made you pull away and say like, this is what I need to be doing right now? In e-commerce, if if you look at the United States as a market, 
many of the traditional companies they started uh, you know having seen decline in sales and they started calling it the amazon effect the primary reason was uh, you know uh, their supply chains weren't as efficient as you know with their bigger competitors although these companies have been around for over 150 years in, in the us but they recently uh, filed some bankruptcy so uh, you know it was very challenging for us on the ground because you know we deliver our best as people on the ground and you know try to make that project successful but then when it fails you 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 wonder why did it really fail and how, how could things have been done better and Comdex at that time was building something in the supply chain space uh, you know for the enterprise trading platform they, they were building uh, how to track the commodities that are that get transported on ships by tokenizing the bill of lading so it really caught my interest and uh, i i wanted to be uh, you know doing something to to uh, gain uh, to you know to make uh, the whole supply chain more efficient this is why you know i just jumped into it saying you know this is this is what i have to do awesome so going from e-commerce and kind of like you said the seeing the amazon effect and just seeing like how do you kind of democratize the supply chain side of things that's where comdex kind of came into being so give us an overall understanding of like what it has evolved to today and how users are beginning to interact with it. So, uh, you know, Comdex started with the so Comdex basically means commodity decentralized exchange. We we started uh, primarily to focus on the enterprise trader. So, commodities, you know, it's been around us for so long, you know, it's a 1400 year old industry, but uh, you know, we kind of don't notice it as much because it's not so exciting. But it's a 17 trillion market where, you know, the lot of it's like the lifeblood of the whole of the economy. We started, you know, approaching a lot of traders in Singapore, uh, trying to understand what their problems were. So uh, these traders, they don't have a lot of products being built for them because it's not someone you will see, uh, not a lot of Web2 startups, uh, you know, building solutions for these uh, parties. From a, you know, client perspective, all of these traders, you know, SMEs, MSMEs, they do over a billion dollar worth of trading, you know, in a year, but, you know, maybe in the shadows, if you would call it, but it's not too prominent because, uh, you know, the retailers don't get a part of it. So we started uh, uh, asking them what their problems were, you know, and how we could help them. So we started with uh, tokenizing bills of lading. When the commodity is on a ship, it gets traded close to 15 to 16 times before it lands on the other side of the port. So we wanted to create a platform for them where they could, uh, you know, track ownership and then also track the same commodity right from the uh, place where it uh, got uh, boarded on the ship till it gets land on the other end. So, and of course, then there is KYC involved for all the counterparties. You would want to track, uh, you know, if the ship has been on a on a sanctioned country in the previous 20 uh, ports that have been to be uh, gone to. So we built this complete suite of solutions for, for the enterprise traders. And we onboarded uh, 18 uh, clients across uh, Singapore, Malaysia, and Hong Kong. They put in trade workflows over $160 million on, on our platform. We're currently working on uh, building a settlement platform, a settlement on the platform by connecting it through uh, Western Union. And uh, that kind of requires a license with the MSA, so which which we are working upon to you know enable settlement where they would not have to leave the platform ever to complete uh, one complete trade. Post that, uh, you know, during COVID, we figured out you know uh, everyone needs financing. Even these big big traders, they uh, you know they rely on trade financing funds to kind of bankroll these uh, commodity players because in commodities the you know the margin is very less because the price discovery for all commodities has already happened. So whoever has the best credit line kind of, you know, wins in the game. This is why we started building, you know, a financing solution for, for these players. That kind of gave birth to the synthetics protocol that we're building now. So in the synthetics protocol, we will have both kinds of users. You know, one set of users who will just uh, trade uh, commodity synthetics. We will begin with, uh, you know, synthetic gold, silver, and oil. 
once we you know we are speaking to a couple of oracle providers to add more uh, price speeds for agri commodities which we saw most of our traders were trading i mean they were primarily trading soybean and palm oil so once we get those price speeds in and you know enable leverage on the platform we would want ideally want to integrate the enterprise side of the trading because all these traders whenever they open a position they have to hedge it immediately so that because their trade cycles are close to 120 180 days we would want these traders who ideally just uh, you know take that hedge uh, on the new synthetics protocol itself this is where we are we did our mainnet on 20th november and uh, we are hoping to get listed soon on osmosis that's awesome man there's a lot to unpack there so just to do a, a quick recap so comdex stands for commodities dex you're going after a 17 trillion dollar market want to make sure that everyone heard that about 17 trillion dollar market cap that i don't think is really being looked at in this space just yet so it kind of feels like you are pretty much a big mover a lot of traditional finance investors this is where they start right this is where a lot of them get their first play in, in the trading world before they start moving on to other things and so a lot of them should have some familiarity with being able to do this and the fact that you are able to create synthetics which you know you're able to you know trade a lot of these commodities using synthetics is really powerful and cool and the other thing like I just wanted to ask you so I know that you built this on top of Cosmos was there a reason that you built this on this ecosystem as compared to some others uh, to be honest you know back in uh, 18 when we when we were designing stuff when we were creating nfts of bills of lading right so for for a token to have so much data to identify a real world asset we need to put in a lot more data and if if we kind of uh, do it on ethereum it becomes uh, super costly just to mint that nft this is why we stuck to cosmos and then of course we're big fans of interoperability although back then it wasn't there it uh, came in this uh, february but uh, you know we are very bullish on the ecosystem also because of the way it operates you know all the major cosmos ecosystem players they they come together discuss what what should be the new next set of developments and it's a very decentralized ecosystem uh, a lot of people don't know but it kind of is cosmos sdk is used to build with terra bnb and so many big big projects but uh, you know doesn't deserve the recognition uh, i mean it hasn't got the recognition it deserves but we're super bullish on the cosmos ecosystem yeah i think cosmos is a sleeping giant one day it's going to wake up and people are going to be like what happened but the people who are in and and see it already get it so um, i just wanted to get your opinion on that for a second but i cosmos is definitely a really amazing ecosystem and the community there is very strong and helps each other so i like that as well so kind of going back to someone that's listening to this right now let's say it's traditional investor that got into the crypto trade and they're like oh my gosh this is like my bread and butter i used to do this what does the process look like to be able to come on the platform and start using it hey crypto current crew this is steve miller and i'm the host of cc live the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land every episode of cc live brings you the latest news keeps you updated on the top projects and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of web3. So if you really want to stay crypto current, join Richard Chris and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrency YouTube channel today and as always, stay crypto current. Synthetics protocol uh, you know will will get launched uh, mostly during uh, January. 2022 and uh, uh, it'll, it'll be a very simple uh, transaction side where uh, i'm not sure if you guys have used osmosis but it's very similar to that you get ibc enabled assets on our chain and use them as collateral to mint some commodities and correct so let's say uh, if a user has atom in his scepter uh, wallet through uh, one of the ibc channels they will bring it on the convex application you know lock that atom up and mint uh, let's say a synthetic gold 
which they can provide to a liquidity pool and enable trading. You know, obviously to incentivize this behavior, we have CMDX liquidity mining rewards for these users as well. In the future, what we will be aiming to do, you know, which uh, we, we do realize, right, this over-collateralization long-term becomes very tricky. But if you look at how it operates in the real world, when, when people are approaching funds for financing, they use the invoice and the bill of lading itself as collateral to get that loan. So since we already have those NFTs being built on the enterprise platform, we would be trying to use them, the real world assets itself as collateral to, you know, mint and provide liquidity to these traders. So that's like the overall vision to achieve uh, with Litchify. But yes, in the first version, you know, get your atom here, lock it up in a vault, mint commodity synthetics, gain liquidity mining rewards and enable trading of uh, synthetic assets. Yeah, it's interesting, man, because another element that I want to kind of unpack and get your thoughts are on this, with something like being able to trade synthetic commodities, whether it's a bull market or a bear market, there should be opportunity for gains, right? So we've been in this bullish cycle for quite a while. It might be extended. It might be ending soon. Who really knows? But all the same, we, we, we know that we're, we're getting towards the end of a cycle. And as we get into bearish opportunities, there's ways that traders have to be able to leverage and find other ways to keep being able to find some opportunities. And commodities have always been a solid place to go look. Do you think that this platform is going to be positioned, whether we're in bullish or bearish territory, to like thrive? So very good point, Richard. You know, what we are also calling it is uh, an all-weather DeFi, because if you look at historically, commodities have been the most inflation-resistant uh, asset class that you can buy into. And even trade finance for commodities, it has less than 1% default rate in the world. So this is such a safe asset class in crypto so with, with the bull market running so well. You know, a lot of people have, have so much wealth that they created, which they would want to you know, protect during the bear market and get stable returns from the real world assets. I think Convex would be a great uh, you know, solution for them for just gaining you know, 10%, 12% returns stably from real world backed assets. And then of course, it gets boosted from the native token as well. So we really think all weather DeFi, obviously during a bull run, it's difficult to compete with, you know, hundreds and thousand percent APY or whatever people are offering. But during the bear market, and if it's real, uh, it's, if it's, uh, you know, backed by real world assets, then it's so scalable that we don't have to worry about how will we incentivize after four years. Or if you look at any token which uses itself to incentivize, it kind of become very tricky, you know, uh, post all of that supply gets depleted. People struggle to continue giving the, those APYs. But in a product like Comdex, we will not be struggling since our, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's such a huge market. You know, of course, we would want many other players to step in as well. Scalability is not an issue. And uh, yeah, I think this is the best answer for all the 35. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. As we look at the world of DeFi and just how much it's evolved through the years, so of course, last year was, you know, DeFi summer and, and, and everything else. And we're starting to see the market evolve even into more things uh, between, you know, NFTs and metaverse and a bunch of other stuff. Why do you think it's still essential that people are diversified into decentralized finance and are continuing to build in this space? If you look at, you know, how things are evolving and how the future might look like, of course, uh, you know, we don't know, but uh, everything uh, is, is kind of being replicated digitally, right? With, with the metaverse coming and uh, my own opinion is that uh, each of these elements that are being created now, they will all serve that purpose perpetually throughout when everything happens digitally. For let's say, if, if it is about commodities, the two comdex, people will just approach digitally 
on Pondex to a process. Then the I opinion BTC will be the money for that ecosystem because then it will have no other role instead of being just called money. It's really great, you know, with the new games coming up as well. It's very exciting where, you know, people are trying to make earn money by playing games, which, which was like everyone's childhood dream, but it's now really happening. So, you know, I'm really bullish on that. And of course, we, we might see the cycle getting extended uh, way long because of this, because there's so much more innovation that's been happening in so many different domains that there's uh, so much space to grow. Previously, uh, uh, you know, it was very few dApps you built on Ethereum and that was, that was all about it. 2017 ICOs, you know, most of them they didn't deliver. But now, uh, you know, people are looking at delivery, people are looking at... Also from a regulatory standpoint, we're seeing, you know, how the taxation has to take place, etc. And that is, uh, that is so important for this to, you know, truly scale into a maybe... I think before the cycle ends, I think we should be seeing, uh, you know, a four, four, five trillion market cap for the whole ecosystem. You know, wouldn't be upset at that. And I don't think the rest of the market would either. It's a lot of excitement in this space and things are really building up, man. Like people are really starting to see the practicality of being able to take a lot of what's being used in regular world to the blockchain and being able to optimize and provide a lot more fluidity as well as transparency and quickness to a lot of things that are kind of bottlenecked in a lot of ways that don't have to be. And it's allowing more freedom and more opportunity for your everyday person. As you kind of just look at the the greater crypto ecosystem, again, the end of 2020 to right now, while we've been in a pretty bullish, awesome, fun time, but we've also endured some bear markets. We know when it gets bad, it can be bad as far as price, as far as that's concerned. But as you look out into the future, you know, what do you think is in store in the crypto space for the next two to three years? Like, what do you think will be a really big indicator of like what's to come in this space? I think uh, one big indicator would be if when identity on blockchain comes around and the second one would be if if people build simple taxation structures for, since all these products are like truly global, right? It's it's, uh, it's about the one world vision in a way. But if truly at the end of the day, people streamline these processes with some regulatory bodies, you will see insane adoption in the next two, three years. And this is what we are betting on also. Because like like you said, right, it's, it becomes so seamless, uh, you know, removes all the bottlenecks. But that comes as a surprise because now few, few people will start get worrying about, you know, regulations, etc. But if that becomes very supporting of the whole concept in general, which which a lot of people are now becoming with a lot of institutional money coming in, I think next two, three years, as more number of uh, you know, traditional investors come in the space, I think uh, you know, it will truly grow big. Yeah, I agree. And regulation is just a matter of time, but like getting to a point where I like the, the kind of way that you phrase it, like a universal tax. So where like, it's just all of that's already being taken care of. Everyone understands like, if I do these transactions, this is what I need to put. I can add this to any country that I'm in. Here, I'm putting this aside for taxation or whatever it is. And now everyone's happy you can move faster. A lot now, there's a lot of hesitation because there's a lot of uncertainty and we don't know how things are going to be regulated. But as soon as we are given the blueprint of like, this is the fence that you're allowed to play in, like things are going to explode, right? And again, like you said, institutional players, like true institutional money is waiting for, I think, those guidelines. And once that comes, you're going to just see the floodgates open. I think we're either a couple months, a couple years away from that, which is still very exciting. It's a much smaller timeline than what it used to be. Absolutely. You know, since, since we, we, we're kind of involved in both in the traditional finance space and the deep, uh, you know, in, in the DeFi space as well, we see a lot of people, they want to be, you know, participating, but then 
uh, kind of these these hurdles they uh, they stop them from you know deploying capital or you know going all in they, they but then uh, we're seeing uh, you know a lot of adoption where funds are trying to accept stable coin uh, for their subscription as well when few things like this you know become mainstream uh, it'll be very simple for users to come on board and uh, invest in products which they could not because all the bottlenecks that you spoke about just imagine a normal retail investor cannot directly just invest in commodity trade finance although it's such a safe asset class to invest in but then he will find to have some mutual fund or some other subscription where he does not know where the exact money is being deployed projects like ours then you get that full transparency that you put in this one usd and it travels travels through all the ecosystems and finally you know that exact trader got funded because of your dollar so this kind of power this kind of transparency it truly has to be adopted people wanted as well because all the institutional players uh, you know whenever any default happens those are the biggest losers when some default happens right so they also want this technology to be adopted i certainly think you know next 2 3 years will be huge uh, for, for the whole of the ecosystem definitely i appreciate that that sentiment man and again you you've given us a lot to think about but kind of as we wrap up here i always like to finish with two fun questions the first being with the, all the information that you have right now after being in the space and just learning all the lessons that you've had to learn if you can impart one or two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got involved in the space what would you tell yourself not look at price just focus on building you know because when you start any activity you know the first thing people come and think about uh, profits how much are you going to make at the end of the day but if you knew something like this the whatever has happened this year is so insane because there was no shortage of money for anyone to make anything you build anything out and then uh, you know you get compensated for it so people should i think you know focus on building instead of thinking you know how, how they would make money out of it but that is what i would say to all the other builders out there because there's no shortage of capital around in the world there's a shortage of uh, people who are building good stuff yeah no that is a gem as a first on the show everyone go back re-listen to that it's important especially for to all the builders out there so i really appreciate that sentiment man but as we wrap up here what is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners today this ecosystem is all about community so you know always focus on uh, you know helping each other out and just helping uh, no matter if they are from your project or not just uh, i think people should in general make crypto community as big as the whole world uh, at some point in time and should always help each other out to you know build better projects together because i think together we will be able to succeed and you know get to the vision that we are aiming for absolute great final thought what are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about comdex Uh, the simplest would be, you know, to go go to our Telegram chat. It's a very good community that we have here, very interactive. Uh, the Comdex official uh, chat. Then I can also be reached on Twitter. Very responsive to everyone. It's not a difficult man to reach at all. Gotcha, Abhishek. I really do appreciate you spending some time with us today. And of course, for everyone listening, stay crypto current. Hey, crypto current crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years. as we've been growing as a community. Each episode we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Jess Corson. I am an entrepreneur who is entering the crypto space. This show has given me the insight and ideas for a direction I should go in. It has also filled in the blanks in my mind to understanding cryptocurrency. I feel like I have joined a community listening to Richard and all the wonderful guests he has on the show. If you need a place to give you balance and checks with your thought process and respect to crypto, this is the place. Highly recommend. 
We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.